Hi, this is Ben. I want to do a quick little story about our trip to North Dakota. Um, Jackie and Janice are going to continue the talk about the creating the community um, today on the podcast. And I wanted to do a quick little fun story with Hudson um, before that. If you listen to the first podcast, great. If you didn't, please do that. I guess before you listen to the number two podcast, it's re- it is really good. Jackie and Janice have a lot of good insights and stories to share. Um, Jackie was asked to do a public speaking event at the school there in the small town um, where Janice and Joe live. Joe was a dentist that was talked about in podcast one. So they know everybody. And usually if you, if you live in a small town or from a small town, you know, the drill, everybody knows each other. If you don't know somebody, they probably know you. Um, so it's, it's very tight community. In any case, Jackie was um, asked to do a public speaking at the school. I can't remember if it was elementary, middle school, high school. I guess it really doesn't matter. But in any case, we made a family event out of this. We decided to take everybody up there. Um, so we stayed with the Kearns, and we really enjoyed that. And Hudson, of course, being from the south, we get little to no snow. And when it does snow here in the south, it's it's a I call it a dusting because Jackie and I, from Missouri. So we've seen our part of snow. Hudson, of course, has not. So when we get a dusting, he thinks it's, oh my gosh, let's get the sleds out. And I said, well, Hudson, the, the grass, you can still see the grass. Uh, well, if there's enough snow on it to make the sleds slide, he is all in. So of course, North Dakota is going to have a lot more, a lot more. <laughs> and so he's like, Ask, ask Janice if, how much snow they have. So, of course, she's like, well, there's a little bit from the last event. And we're like, well, what's a little bit? So I think she told Jackie. And I think Jackie had expectations, but really Hudson didn't have any. We're trying to lower his standards to think, oh, it's, it may be melted by the time we get there. So like, oh, they may have a little bit, probably not much. So we fly up there. Of course, the airport has piles of snow because of the one they push it all over to the side and same with, you know, the drifts on the interstate as we're heading to the small town. And so we get there and of course they do have snow front yard, backyard, wherever the grass is, they've got snow. The roads are all being cleared off. Um, but it's funny Hudson's eyes, you know, as, as this, he's never seen as much snow as they had. So it was fun to experience that. So he of course gets all dressed up, bundled up like a little snowman, you know, And I can't remember how old he was, um, but he's, well, I don't know. Jackie's going to correct me. I mean, at some point, but he he had to be in around five. Um, So he gets all bundled up. Some of the other current kids um, get all dressed up, get their snow boots on, they head out to the backyard. And of course, once Hudson gets off the deck, I mean, he falls into the snow. It gets, it goes up to his waist, if not his, um, uh, shoulders practically it's so deep and he just absolutely loved it so that's that's what Hudson remembers from the um, uh, public speaking that Jackie did at the school when we went up to the Kearns and um, visited them as well as that engagement so it was fun Hudson had a great time so it's definitely different from North Dakota snow than Georgia snow no comparison Good morning. This is Jackie. Thank you for tuning in. If you listened to us last week, you know we talked all about 
building a community with Janice Kern. And I am so excited to have her back this morning for round two. Thanks for joining us, Janice. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Your kids, similar to Hudson, have been very involved in sports. Does Charlie like going and watching them? Does he? Has he always? How has that journey been for you all? You know, uh, once, I don't remember how long ago this was, quite a few years, we had uh, one of my famous Kern family meetings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just one step short of assigning seats and having (laughs) someone take minutes at these, okay? and we told our boys, we we want your help. Like, what would you like us to work on? What, if there was something that we could help Charlie get better at, what would you like it to be? And I was so surprised. All three of them had very different answers huh. um, of what was hard. What what struggles did Charlie have that were also turned into struggles for them? And one of them said, the youngest one said, I wish Charlie liked sports. And I thought, what do you mean? Like, we got this kid on the cross country (laughs) team. I'm wondering, what more do you want from us? And I realized he meant like, it would be nice to have my older brother cheer me on Mm. and ask about my games. And I thought, okay, I think we can make that happen. And so we started to then make a bigger deal out of sporting events with Charlie. Um, we also thought, hey, hey, kid, we have accomplished a lot here. <laughs> Charlie could not tolerate the buzzer. Just getting him in the gym is a big deal. You know, give it a rest. But we got what he was saying. So then we would point out Jack. We would point out the scoreboard. And it didn't take long, and it really clicked with Charlie. And now he will ask Jack about games and scores and did you win? And he's, you know, cheers for his home team. Yes. Um, so it was a great question to ask. Another one of the boys said, I wish he could, I wish he could change, be okay with a change. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I have to turn left coming out of the school parking lot. I can't help it. And he just, he panics over just these, the littlest things. And I couldn't fix that for everything, but I could fix it for the ride to and from school. And so we worked on that. And so they, they have been such a big part of his life. Um, and he does, he does like sports. He now takes tickets at college football games And he understands the excitement of people coming to the game and watches the scoreboard. Part of why he watches the scoreboard is because he knows his shift is done at (laughs) halftime. I think you bring up really incredible points. It's like we just said about we teach our kids with autism pretty much everything which people don't think about, but that's also teaching them about relationships. As parents, we need our typically developing kids to be our kids with autism's biggest cheerleaders, our support. We do also have to teach our kids with autism how to be a supportive sibling. And we've worked on that same thing with Jordan and Hudson, because the last thing we want is our typically developing kids to become bitter over their sibling. And for parents that for for listeners that might not understand that. Again, maybe you're not touched by autism. 
autism has a way of taking over the whole house, the whole family. And like you said, if you always have to turn a specific direction and you always have to do something another way, that other sibling can kind of feel like they're being brushed aside. So your boys are so close. And I think it's another thing about building community that didn't just happen. That didn't just happen. You worked with your, all of your kids to love and support each other. And I think that is a huge takeaway from this podcast for parents, for teachers, even for teachers that are listening that have the child with autism and they have peer facilitators coming in. If we want a true relationship, we have to help teach our kids with autism to also care about that peer. You know, how can it, it can't always just be, let's teach this peer to ask the child with autism, something, do this, do this. Let's teach that kid to do something as well. We have to care about the other person's feelings. Even if sometimes at the beginning, it's just checking off the list. Maybe they don't mean it at all. We joke about Jordan in the shirt shop because she'll go up to key Ryan, anyone and say, um, key, do you like Pepsi? And he was like, (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not my favorite. Do you like it? Do you like Pepsi? And we laugh. We're like, Jordan, the words you're thinking of is, I really don't care if you like Pepsi. I love Pepsi. (laughs) But so we're at least working that way of getting her to ask. Now we've got to work on tapering it a bit because it becomes very evident. Well, she's really saying you should. I don't know why you don't like this. You should. But it is the beginning of learning that it's you know, ask questions to other people as well, but it's something we've worked on a lot. <laughs> you know, uh, one of, I remember the first time Charlie pointed out a sunset to me. I love sunsets. You do. And he made a point of taking my picture with this sunset. And because he knew I loved sunsets. And one of, we also did a name draw among our four boys. And so they had to go shopping for each other uh-huh. for the holidays. And Charlie got Jack's name and he, we didn't help him. We were curious, what will he come up with? And he spotted Rubik's cubes anywhere that he went, which I thought was just fantastic. And also wouldn't pick one that he, he wouldn't verbalize all of these things, but yes. he wouldn't pick one that he thought Jack already had. Um, Okay, we've got to pause here for a minute. We have got to talk about how incredible Jack is. So this is something (laughs) I've known for a long time, but Hudson had his Rubik's Cube out the other day. And I mean, we think we are doing amazing because we got like one side, we got all the greens on it in like 20 minutes. So I'm, and so then I text you, Janice, because tell us a little bit about Jack and Rubik's Cubes. He's your youngest, right? He's the youngest. So it started with the oldest. Kenny solved the Rubik's Cube and he got it, solved in like 45 seconds and our whole house was just so excited well then the other boy tommy and jack started to get interested in it also and fast forward to today they've gone to rubik's cube competitions and things like that and jack now solves the rubik's cube in like i don't know six seconds the whole cube (laughs) okay Um, i wish we had this i wish we could see faces here because ryan is our in-house producer and so he's sitting here listening and he's looking at the screen and his mouth just dropped open (laughs) it is truly crazy so we're gonna have to get a video of jack as long as he'll agree to this of course in a be kind shirt solving the rubik's cube so that i can share it on our social media so we can get like everybody else's like 
mouth to drop as they see this happening. He can do it blindfolded even, correct? He can. That's un... I feel like, I feel like you're pro- you might ask me how, and I don't want you to. I don't want you I, to ask me how he does this, because I don't know. I, I, like I said, Hudson and I, like, we got the green in, like, 20 minutes, and we are like, we are killing this. We are so amazing. And then we thought, well, let's try to get two, and then green got shattered. So, like, it is mind-blowing to think of Jack doing this like solving a Rubik's cube in six seconds, like unbelievable, (laughs) but it's like a magic trick. He should never give away his secrets except maybe to Hudson because we could take him on the road. (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Something else I want to talk about is all of our followers know I use our social media to really tell stories. We celebrate Jordan's successes. Everybody knows what she likes And I have found that so incredibly helpful. And because when we go someplace, people know things to talk about with Jordan. They know like to ice break, hey, Jordan, what do you like to drink? And she lights up and says Pepsi. That has helped us so much. And I see you doing very similar things through your personal Facebook page, which I want to talk about because I think people see ours and they're like, well, yeah, but I don't have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. What can I do? How have you used Facebook and Instagram to help build Charlie's community? Uh, If there's ever anything that I can give somebody else some credit for help being a part of with Charlie's success, I love posting about that on social media because he, for example, had a paraprofessional named Wendy. Um, there was one named Laura, um, someone else, Amy, and others that he, they were a huge part of his success. So if I could ever post something about them and what they did with Charlie, not only people who knew us would be cheering for this whole situation, but people who knew these other people would be so excited, like, wow, you were really part of something cool. And so it sort of had a trickle down effect of building his community with the people who are already in his community. I think um, I also like it to, to use posts to answer questions that maybe people are too afraid to ask. Uh, things that look so unusual and why is that? And uh, I would hear from friends of classmates so Charlie's classmates' parents would ask me things because their own children are asking, you know, mm-hmm. what's why is he so different? And they didn't really know how to explain this. And often their explanation would include something about, you know, his brain works differently. And while that is true, I always felt like for young children, as soon as you start to explain it as something with your brain, it makes it sound like there is a lack of intelligence. And that's not always the case. Um, Sometimes it is that people have a learning disability while they also have another outward, very well uh, noticeable Mm -hmm. disability. But for Charlie, we felt that that wasn't the case, that he, it was an output problem, not an input problem. He was learning and it took a while for us to really understand that. But a teacher had told me, we see that Charlie has a sense of humor and he's very funny. It takes a while to see this, but he's very funny. And I I'm telling you this because a sense of humor is a sign of intelligence. And so if you're not seeing 
signs of intelligence. That's a big one. And it changed me. He was only five years old when this teacher told me that. And it was, it was enormous. And I just went with it from that moment on. I assumed he was really smart and could learn whatever we wanted to teach him. And so I shared that with parents um, that he's actually very probably assume that he's really intelligent. Just to pause there, we have a lot of teachers that follow our page. And I feel like I know a lot about your kids, a lot about your story. Like that one gave me chills because I want teachers to think about that for a moment. That one teacher made a comment to you that kind of changed the trajectory of Charlie's life because it changed how you parent parented him. It made you realize he was intelligent and treat him that way. And I just want teachers to know the power their words can have. And it could also go the opposite. Had you had a teacher at that same age tell you he doesn't know anything, you could have believed that. I always urge people to err on the side of hope. Treat people as if they they do know and understand. And I just love that a teacher did that. I love that you took that and you ran with it. And I just want to make sure teachers know the important role they play. And we have a lot of amazing teachers that follow us. So thank you to all of you. And hopefully that point really stuck out to them as well. Yeah, we have had a a ton of teachers. um, And I, and, and many moments that just really stand out. Another one was in middle school when uh, a teacher had said, you know, we want to look at state standards and make sure Charlie is achieving things that are within the state standards. So if we modify a homework assignment, we want to make sure that we're not removing a question that is, in fact, related to a state standard. And of course, I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't say that. I pretended I knew. And then I went home and I, you know, called a friend, but. Um, she said what we want is that he would eventually earn a high school credit so that he can graduate from high school. And, and that really helped me think about that. Um, and I, I would not have known that to keep all of those things in mind without her saying that. Yeah. No one's ever said that to me. Uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on about teachers. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I agree. Um, we've been so fortunate to have amazing ones in Jordan's life and I've connected with them so well. And so any teacher that's listening, I hope this makes you feel valued and important and appreciated. Um, okay. I want to, you know, kind of share one last story of your family that I think is very significant. Your family really loves the lake. We really love the lake. Yes. <laughs> so explain your summers and the lake for your three typically developing boys and your family and share the importance of it. Um, they love the lake. They love the water. They love to water ski. And they joined, these three boys joined a water ski club and they put on performances on this lake they have for like 65 years. I grew up going to these uh, water ski shows. And performance is an understatement. It's like they're on each other's shoulders. It's again, incredible. It's almost as incredible as the Rubik's Cube. It's kind of a (laughs) toss up. (laughs) It's a really fun thing to be a part of. 
And we somehow made it so that Charlie would tag along and he would watch the practices and we would go to the shows together. And then one day, uh, Joe started to run the safety boat. So this little fishing boat that goes around and if a skier falls, he picks them up, picks up any dropped skis because the kids are barefooting. They're jumping out of their skis and barefooting and things like that. Yes, they and are barefoot flying behind basically the boat on their feet with the water. Yes. Okay. Uh, and before one show, there wasn't a person to ride in the safety boat with Joe. And the the president of the club asked us, do you think Charlie would ride in the safety boat? And I said, yes, yes, I think Aww. he would. And we and Joe had practiced a couple times at, a, at practices with Charlie in the safety boat and and it was fine. Um, so he rode with Joe for that ski show and they've been in charge of the safety boat ever since. And that first summer, it, we really had a goal of we really want Charlie to water ski. We feel like this is possible with his brothers. And I said this out loud in front of a couple of other parents. And this other mom said, if you make that, if we make that happen, I want to be the one to take a picture of it. <laughs> well, you know how I love pictures. And I thought, I'm going to get a photographer out of this deal, you know? And so we picked a couple of the strongest skiers to help him get off of the dock. And I've got a picture of the six of us water skiing behind the boat with him. And the look on the faces of our other boys is uh, the best. So that kind of sums up the, the best parts of our summer is water skiing. And it sums up how you helped Charlie become a part of it. Because there are times, especially in the beginning, if he didn't want to go or he didn't want to do it, it would have been easier just to stay home with him. One of the parents stay home while the other one goes out. But your family now for years has been able to enjoy it and have it the biggest part of your summer, all six of you and seeing Charlie enjoy it as well. And I yes. think it perfectly sums up that building a community and it didn't just happen you built it you worked on it charlie worked so hard for it everyone in your family did but it's unbelievable i can picture that picture so vividly because the day you shared it i was like that is unbelievable it's incredible <laughs> it, it is and you know it's also we didn't just drop charlie off at this ski club and say you know please make him a part of this. Right. We made it happen first. We included him in really small ways first, and then it grew into something bigger. And the entire club felt like they made that happen. They all feel a part of it because they were a big part of it. They're cheering from the shoreline and Everyone knew Charlie well enough and us well enough to know this is a really big deal. Yes. yes. And I think we've seen similar things with Jordan through our followers. They've watched her grow. And I mean, some of them will comment. They're like, how is it that I don't even personally know this girl? And I am crying over this accomplishment. And that's the thing. It's like, 
sometimes like when everybody comes together to make something happen, it's just incredible. Yes. You probably experienced something similar with Hudson uh, that I often share with families too. It's really hard when you see other kids, you're the same age as your child and they're doing something that is years away or maybe you feel like it's never going to happen for your child. And I think it's really hard when that happens in your own house with I, I realized at one point, oh, I'm not even celebrating these milestones of Tommy and Jack because it's so painful that Charlie's nowhere near these milestones. And when it finally occurred to me that I was doing this, um, I, I changed my I changed the way I was approaching this and it and it and I, it got better. I didn't even realize I was kind of blocking out these celebrations. And I'll never forget when Charlie finally learned to ride a bike. And the look on their faces, because they had been doing it for years, the other boys. And he finally was able to go on a bike ride. And now he bikes everywhere, everywhere. Um, And we thought he would be on an adult tricycle probably for maybe forever. It just didn't seem like something that would ever click. And um, yeah, it was a lot. But it was worth it. That reminds me of a story. So with Jordan and Hudson, it wasn't quite like that because Hudson was so much younger and I was worried, was he going to have autism as well? Um, I was, Ben and I were old when we had him, which, you know, studies that showed that, you know, increases. He was a boy, Jordan was a girl. So anyone that doesn't know, they say that boys are three times more likely than a girl. So there was just a lot of concerns and I don't remember you ever (laughs) ever saying how worried, anxious, concerned you were. I mean, we spent no time trying to calm you down on this topic. We might have had a year of Hudson and I's life where I maybe perseverated a little bit. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So for Hudson, when he got to where he was meeting these milestones, there was just such a sense of relief. I mean, I was doing cartwheels, like I was so excited. But on where I struggled was when Jordan would have birthdays, it was like I would let it creep in of what I thought the birthday should be. And it was when she was getting ready to turn 16. I knew myself well enough to know that I could have easily gone down the sadness route because I could have thought she should be turning 16 and getting her driver's license. And, and I thought, that's not fair. That's not fair to her. And it's not fair to me. It's not fair to anyone in our family. She deserves to celebrate. And so I decided I was going to throw a very large party for her. And I was going to invite everybody that's been important in her life over the last 16 years. And it was one of the best things I could have ever done. It took my mind and completely shifted it to celebrating how amazing she is. And it didn't matter that she wasn't going to be driving. She was amazing in so many different ways. And that's what I needed to focus on. And so we rented out a roller rink and we had probably close to a hundred people there. And it was incredible. And she loved it. I loved it. Everybody there loved it. Like we had teachers from, you know, her early years 
And it was amazing. And from that day on, I, I celebrate every birthday. We do it big and we just, and not that I would ever show sadness in front of her before, but it was, it's just kind of natural as a parent to think of, to go down that road of what maybe was the typical route. And it just needed to be that shift in mentality and that full, it's okay. Like she is amazing for what she's doing. We're going to work every day to be the best she can be. And we're going to celebrate every step of the way. And that mind shift for us was incredible. Oh, yes. I remember that party. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed this chat. I think we could sit here, like as I'm, I'm taking notes, I was like, oh, she could come back and you and I could talk about this and that. Oh, um, I would love to come back. We could literally talk all day, but I hope our listeners, whether it was, you know, the teacher or the neighbor next door or the, the parent that is going through this, I hope we've given you hope. I hope we've given you pointers and tips that are going to help make your child and your family life better. Because at the end, we all want the best for our kids, the best for our families. We want a good quality of life. And I think that's what you and I have worked really hard on creating. And that's what our kids have worked really hard on creating. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, for all of you listening, yes, I'm going to to try to get that Rubik's Cube video from Jack. So um, we're not going to let that off the hook so I can share it on our social media. And if you're not following along on social media, we are at Summer Shirt Project. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. You can go to our website, BeKindToEveryone.com. And we just thank you for listening. And Janice, thank you so much for being a part today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.